This is Baseball Across the Commonwealth, taking you to the great baseball towns around the great state of Virginia. Welcome to another edition of Baseball Across the Commonwealth, a foulball area production taking you to the great baseball towns across the state of Virginia. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Our journey so far has taken us from central Virginia to the Shenandoah Valley to southwest Virginia, with our last episode coming in Salem. Today, though, we head to the northern Virginia town of Vienna. This episode got underway when Mark Polymeropoulos found one of our other episodes and tagged me in a tweet saying he hopes our tour makes its way to Vienna. After looking into it a bit, I decided I had to adjust our schedule and add Vienna to the list of destinations. I'm excited for this episode because I have a connection to Vienna. My grandparents lived in the town for a long time, and I spent numerous weekends as a kid visiting them and exploring the area. My mom went to high school in Vienna. In fact, she attended James Madison High School, which has a very successful baseball team. For today's episode, I sat down with James Madison head coach Mark Jorman to talk about the baseball culture in Vienna. Joining me on the podcast today is Mark Jorman, the head coach at James Madison High School in Vienna. Coach, how are you doing? Thanks for joining me today. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to, to chatting and talking about uh, one of my favorite topics, town of Vienna. So I was, I was put in touch with you through a, a fan on Twitter who is from Vienna, said that a Vienna episode would be great, he would really enjoy it, and said, I had to talk to you, you're a baseball legend in the town of Vienna. Is that true? Would you describe yourself as a legend? Uh, no, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I, that just means I'm old, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've had some success and been very fortunate. Uh, you know, I'm homegrown. I grew up in Vienna, played in Vienna, and, uh, you know, just very fortunate to be able to coach, you know, what I think is the, you know, it's Vienna's high school, but it's the best high school in the country. So, public I, high school. So I see that you have won two state titles. You have 400-plus career wins. A hundred players gone on to play college baseball. I mean, what do you attribute all this success to? You know, uh, to to just uh, uh, you know, uh, great kids, uh, committed families, um, great tradition. You know, we we have a little saying in Vienna. We call it the town of champions because uh, you know these kids grow up playing in Vienna Little League. The, the pipeline's fantastic. Um, you know, you, you start with Vienna Little League, and the tradition of our Little League is fantastic. And, you know, they've got, gosh, I think well over 1,400 kids in the league, you know, and, and some years it's more, a lot more than that. And, uh, you know, baseball's just kind of been a staple for our town as well, you know, as well as all athletics, all sports. And uh, it's just a really cool place. Um, you know, it's, you know, from what's a, you know, the Little League, the, the, there's such a big commitment to it, and they make a good run. We, we've been very close to Williamsport on a number of occasions now and just come up a little bit short. But uh, you know what? Just the, the, the love of the game, and, and, you know, it's just kind of a – it's a great town feel to go up to Jonas Park um, and watch baseball. And, uh, you know, we've got three beautiful fields up there. Plus, they played a couple other beautiful fields, uh, Glendon Park, uh, over at Nottaway Park. And, but Jonas is the hub. That's, that's kind of where you go to, to see it. We're, you know, we're going to be hosting the state tournament for Little League this year. 
um, which is really cool. And uh, so it was supposed to be last summer, but they pushed it this summer because of COVID. But uh, anyway, and once they come through there, you know, they get into middle school, they get into Babe Ruth. Uh, the, you know, a number of the kids will also play travel. Well, we're really, we, we've kind of taken travel and kind of changed that name to AP, Advanced Placement Baseball, because you really don't have to travel anymore. So there's a number of options in that seventh and eighth grade year. And then, you know what? Uh, you know, we, we get most of the Vienna kids are at Madison. You know, some there will be some that go to Marshall High School, or um, which are off Route Sevens, uh, and we have some that will go to Oakton. But for the most part, Madison, I would say, probably gets ninety plus percent of Vienna's kids are somewhere close to that in terms of public schools. So uh, again, we, we we work together. We've got wonderful, again, uh, wonderful adults who uh, love to coach and. Uh, a lot of them are former players, but uh, we've got a great thing when we work together. It, it's a really special town. So, I was going to ask what the uh, what the baseball culture is like in Vienna, but it sounds like you described it pretty well there. How, what does it take to what what kind of community buy in does it take to build up a baseball program like this, all the way from little league to travel to high school? You know, well, I think you see it through the South. When I got to Madison, one of the things, um, you know, I was at Marshall at. The other high school for about for eight years, and I had eight great years. And again, this is my 26th year in Madison. And you know, it's it's it's. I think that you know, you just you feel. I mean, you can just feel the, that vibe from everybody. You know, and and the kids all know each other. Um, and again, it's it's kind of been from a little league standpoint. You've got Vienna, you got Tuckahoe, you got. Um, those kind of areas that you know get after it come All Star time and the state tournament. Um, but, you know, when they get to the high school part, that's kind of, uh, you know, right there, it's, it's the pinnacle, you know, to be at uh, to Madison at Madison High School on a Friday night for a, for a home game. You know, we draw – everybody loves to come play there. Um, you know, we've built quite a tradition over the years and started well before I, I took the head job. But, you know, we've probably taken it to a little different level um, in, in recent – you know, in, in these past, past years, 20-some years. But uh, – I would say this, you know, I would be remiss to not mention, you know, the American Legion during the summer, you know, a lot of the kids will play for the Legion and they just, they won back-to-back state tournaments just a couple of years ago. And my son, my oldest son was actually on that, on that one of those teams. And uh, it's just cool. And, you know, it's the kids come in from the time that they, I've had so many kids tell me, you know, when they're, when they're in Little League, they want to put that M on their hat, and, and I know that. And that's a special thing, and, and with that comes responsibility. Um, you know, we run a, a number of camps with the town of Vienna, through the town of Vienna, so we get a lot of these kids in our Little League camps, and it just kind of filters in, and, they you know, there's total buy-in, and, and again, when you know, it's hard work. I mean, you don't get to go play college baseball unless you put the, the work in. There's a number of people that have – said you know we're almost like a college program in high school and i wouldn't argue that i think that uh you know but it's not just about the baseball it's about being the total package the student academically uh community service you know you'll find us in november uh unloading christmas trees for the lions club and the optimist club um you know we're taking a thousand trees off of trucks for for them because you know what it would take them hours to do what we can do in in simply an hour you know and so that's you know we we, we do the community service part it's important to us because it is a team building thing and 
you know, you give back to the community. And that's what's special about Vienna. I don't think, you know, I just don't think many, many, there's not many places that have that in the state of Virginia or throughout the country. And it's something I saw years at the very beginning, we would, we always traveled to spring break down south, whether it be in South Carolina, Florida. So when I was a, as an assistant coach at Marshall, I kind of knew when I took the Madison job, you know, I had a plan. Uh, some of my players call it, you know, uh, they, I remember one Johnny Ayers, 2004, was doing a TV interview and kind of, you know, said I was like an architect. You know, I came in with a plan and I did. And, uh, you know, it's just the sky's the limit and just wanted to bring uh, bring that tradition back, keep that tradition rolling at Madison. We have a saying, tradition never graduates. So, so it sounds like the uh, the high school games are a pretty big deal for you guys. Where I'm originally from the, the Shenandoah Valley, Harrisonburg area, and there was one school near us that baseball was a pretty big deal. They'd always have a big crowd. The rest of the schools, though, it was you know typical high school where football is the main sport. No one really cares about the other sports. What kind of crowd do you guys get for for your baseball games? You know, well, it's funny um, for home games. It's it, it's in the hundreds. Um, on Friday nights, I mean, it's packed house usually, and you know we get that. And, and even when we go into other places, we travel well. Um, and I think part of that's you know, we got a target on our back. I mean, you know, people people know of our success, and you know, just stay humble with it. I don't want to sound you know. There's so many good baseball, high school baseball programs up here in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia has really become. When I was younger, it was Virginia Beach and uh, Richmond, and and now I think Northern Virginia is every bit of that. Looking at state titles over the past few years and all that um you know i think northern virginia has really built the name for itself and especially putting kids in college and getting guys drafted but from a crowd standpoint getting back to that it, it's you know when playoff time comes around it's ridiculous too it, and it goes from the hundreds to i remember in 2002 we were undefeated that was our national championship run um there i really put us on the map in terms of as a national program and that's something that was you know we wanted and you know we've been uh in the top 25 i think gosh eight or nine times since then uh last year we were 18th in the country to start and um which is really hard to do for a public school to have that consistency and that's what i guess the thing i'm proud most proud of but when we get i remember in 02 we were playing justin upton and uh, he was at Hickory High School, and uh, we we literally had they they guessed guesstimated it was around four thousand people, um, and I just remember looking at my coaches back then the uh, expos were still in Montreal. And I just uh, I told my players and coaches I think we outdrew drew the expos tonight. So uh, <laughs> you know it's uh, and it's a great vibe. The music's going. You'll see kids lined up on the fence. It's the way it should be. Uh, all the little kids come. And you know, and, and you make a point to say hello to them and talk to them. You know, uh, we will we'll bring them out. They'll run the bases afterward. Our players will sign autographs in the media guide for them. It's uh, it's a really cool thing. Like I said, those young kids want to grow up to put that M on their hat, and we know that. We know the responsibility comes with that. And actually, in our preseason packet, we put in uh, uh, there's a poem called "Little Eyes Upon You," and uh, it talks about you know growing up to be that kid 
uh, you know, that, that you, you, know, you always, you know, just, there's somebody out there that wants to grow up to be just like you. And everybody had that. So one of the things we talk about early in our season is always, who is your favorite Warhawk growing up? So we talk about it, we embrace it. And, uh, you know, the tradition parts, it's real big. And Vienna, I mean, gosh, we, we, we practice at water field quite a bit, which is a turf field right in the middle of town. Um, we'll utilize that uh, if, our, if our field's wet. So, you know, we spend a lot of time doing things in the town of Vienna. So that sounds really cool. And I got to say the way you're describing everything here, it makes me feel like if they ever made a, a Friday night lights type show about a high school baseball team, I think it would have to be based at James Madison high school. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, that's come up a little bit, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, there, there's actually a movie script written about us. It's out there and, um, you know, it hasn't sold yet or come to fruition, but, uh, um, uh, a reporter and he now who now works for ESPN has written a script, and uh, so it's not too far from the realm <laughs> of possibility. Um, and uh, you know it's pretty cool. It's it's kind of based on that O two run and just the tradition around the program. And you know when you see that, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, it'd be great. Like I said, how many towns do you have where? the mayor comes out to the high school baseball games and uh you know like you know linda colbert's our mayor now and her mom jane seaman was the mayor and she would come she would write notes uh i would every now and again and, and congratulate us and you know that's just a special thing man and, and you know the business owners come out and you know in another part of it i gotta tell you last year i'd be remiss without saying this um last summer was a really cool thing because with covid you know, uh, our businesses were taking a huge hit. And, um, you know, I had talked about for years starting a college baseball league. And we, we really felt like Vienna, because there used to be uh, a summer league in Vienna. And uh, there had been a few years since the teams have been there. So anyway, we, we, we started it up. We decided we were going to run it last winter, myself and um, uh, Rob Honey from the Northern Virginia Travel Baseball League and Scott Rowland, who's another Vienna guy, used to be the coach at Oakton High School. And uh, anyway, with all the leagues canceling, the Cape canceled, the Cal Ripken League canceled, our league, which we thought was going to be more of a Division three, you know, four to five team league, turned into an eight team league with some of the best players in the country coming in and that, that, that lived in Northern Virginia. We didn't house kids, but, you know, people told us the league wouldn't get off the ground, but it was vital that the league got off the ground. So we actually played the entire league at Madison High School in Waters Field in Vienna. And you know what? Uh, it really did make a difference with the businesses, the, the VNN and, you know, some other local restaurants. You would, you would find the coaches down there or the players after games or at, uh, you know, any of those local uh, uh, eating establishments. So uh, it was a win-win. We ran it. It was a one-month league that we ran in July. We got 20-plus games in. But every night it was amazing. The crowds, you know, and, and they were socially distanced. Uh, you know, uh, we had to take all kinds of precautions, but it was well worth it. So it was cool to see the town to come together. Wow, that's really cool. I know it was it was terrible that so many summer leagues had to cancel this year. So that's awesome that you guys were able to put that on for the college players in your area. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, it was great. So you mentioned a few minutes ago playing against Justin Upton, and that just reminded me. I think it's easy to forget how many great baseball players have come through the state of Virginia, like the Upton brothers or Justin Verlander or uh, Ryan Zimmerman. How many of those kind of big name players have you coached against during your time? 
Man, lots. Um, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, we, every spring break, like I said, we, we travel. So, you know, a part of wanting to be, you know, in, 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 be in that national spotlight, not just the local spotlight, but you want to show your kids the best players in the country. And during the summer, they see them on the perfect game tour or the whatever it is. But with high school baseball, you know, high school baseball is special. You know, you, you don't pay for it. You, In terms of, you know, during the summer, you're paying to do this and that and travel and chase it. High school, you're playing for your school and your town. So, you know, we've been in some of the top tournaments in the country. Sarasota Classic in Florida. We've been, uh, you know, remember playing against Tuki Trasant down in uh, – in the Orlando Classic in Florida, um, you know, uh, just so many great players. That team, Justin Upton, was almost great. But in 02, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, we went and scouted them, Kellum High School, um, and St. Clair Jones, is the, he's still, I think he's still the coach, but he was the coach there. And I remember kind of pulling in, didn't have my Madison stuff on. I think we were at the time, my principal said, hey, go down and see. We went and watched their conference championship because it was a day off for us. So I had my coaches run practice. I took one assistant. We went down and watched them. And that might have been the best, one of the top high school teams I've ever seen. And everybody kept telling me, you know, you're going to play you know, this kid Ryan Zimmerman, Justin Jones. I mean, they're, 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 this, Justin Jones was a left-hander who got drafted by the Cubs. That Kellum team was loaded. And so it kind of said, you know, we walk in the gate, and I'll never forget my assistant coach. As we're walking in, we hear this group of dads talking, and they're like, um, you know, they're like, yeah, that team up at, at that team's Madison still undefeated up there in Vienna. And, uh, you know, so my assistant said, you know, he was young. He's like, coach, hey, they're talking about us. And I said, yeah, yeah, they are. So we sat down. I said, just keep your mouth shut. Let's watch. We didn't have any Madison stuff on. And um, we, you know, met up with Marlon Eikenberry, who's now, he wasn't VMI. He's now the head coach at JMU. And uh, just watched it. And, man, God, that, that, they were so good. They no hit. Um, I forget who they were playing that day, but Justin Jones threw a no hitter. And, uh and was really throwing just sitting on that 92 mile hour fastball but to see Zimmerman and, and all the guys of the town they had on a team and I could go on I mean there's we've played against so many good players like I mean I'm kind of drawing a blank but Josh Spores from McLean High School is with the Dodgers now you know just locally um Joe Rizzo from Oakton High School he was in our conference um you know there, there's just in northern Virginia alone there's been so many tremendous players um that we've had to go up against over the years. You know, Joe Saunders, who played the big leagues for, for quite a while. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to spend a lot of time with Pete Shurik, and he's a friend of mine. And, you know, he was back in the 80s and 90s, ended up being second the side younger, Greg Maddox in 95. You know, and now we're actually doing a lot of training together um, at my baseball academy. So uh, it's just been amazing to see all the talent that's come through this area. Um, and again, you know, we've obviously had quite a few great players, but uh, to go up against some of these guys uh, has been amazing. And, you know, especially during the spring break, you look back, you go, wow, we played against that kid. Um, you know, Tuki Trasant was one of the most athletic players I've ever been around or I've ever seen, you know, um, from that standpoint. Flanagan High School, Florida, we, we, you know, we played them in the Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. We played them in the finals of a hand-to-hand invitational 2004 probably one of the better high school games you've ever seen. And, uh, you know, you also become friends with all those coaches, which is really great. And we're all in the National High School Coaches Association together. So it's uh, it's been fun, and it's it's been quite a ride. And, you know, just uh, to see, play so many power teams. I think in 2007, 
it was a really cool time. We were in the um, Orlando Classic again down there, and we played the number one team in the country, Palm Beach Gardens. And USA Today was getting ready to come out with their big article. And, uh, you know, they, they were previewing the number one. I remember talking to the writer, Chris Lawler, called me before we left for the game and said, hey, you know, and I'd known Chris from because of 02 and, and, and the years after that we were in the rankings. And Chris um, – just said, hey, you're playing our number one team. It's coming out Thursday. You know, we've got you guys like number 17. Don't screw it up or I got to rewrite that article. I said, well, we're going to do our best. And um, that was pretty cool. We went in and we beat the number one team in the country in Florida uh, at Tinker Field, which is a, like a real – it was a famous field over by the Citrus Bowl where it used to be the Red Sox uh, training facility. And so it was a packed house. I'll never forget it. Probably one of the most intense uh, – games that wasn't in a state tournament that we've ever been in because it was a national type thing you know we you know so we've beaten westminster christian uh we've beaten you know i remember raul abanez he was coaching that team so anyway we we've done real well against teams from florida south carolina down south we've won a number of those tournaments and again that just you know it, it brings a great pride to us to our players it's things we'll never forget and so you know it's not just the great players you played against it's how many great teams you've gone up against, which is really cool, and great programs that you read about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You mentioned a couple of the other schools in your area. I'm wondering what kind of rivalries you have with those schools. Uh, man, we got we got quite a few. Um, you know, our conferences changed, and the alignment, which you know, I mean, the state changes align real. They realign all the time. So, you know, um, you know. Oakton locally, Oakton has always kind of been there, um, but now they're in our conference. So, um, you know, when they were in our conference, we would play once a year, and that game alone would draw on a Saturday afternoon. You'd have almost a thousand fans every time we played for a regular season game. Um, and uh, Marshall High School um, is on the other end of town on Route Seven, like I said, and I coached there before. And you know, they're not in our conference anymore, but uh, you know, we've you know that's the kids know each other but uh throughout northern virginia i would say stonebridge we were in the same conference for years and sam plank they were out in ashburn and uh when sam plank was there uh he went to riverside high school now but that was that was a pretty good one we, we played in some big games against each other um but you know like i said i i just you know i i tell the kids you know every we've always got a target on our back and uh you know, so it's like every time you go, you know, you to you know, not to, I don't want to overstate it, but you know, everybody's we're gonna get everybody's best game. I mean, it's plain and simple, and we know that going in. Everybody's gonna bring their A game, and right now in the Concord Conference that we're in, we 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 joined that conference, and many think it's the best baseball conference in the country. I mean, in, in the state of Virginia, I don't want to say the country, but in the state of Virginia, um, and you know, you could make a case for it. It's us, Westfield High School, Centerville High School, Chantilly High School, and Oakton High School, and so, gosh, Chantilly, Kevin Ford does such a great job. They were in three straight state titles. Uh, we played them in the 2015 state title, and then uh, we, we, we were able to get the best of them there, but they turned around and won it in 16. And uh, so they went 14, 15, 16. So, you know, Westfield was just in the state title game a couple years ago. And then you got Lake Braddock, who – Lake Braddock does a great job, and John Thomas over in Burke, Virginia. So anytime we get together with them, we, we actually scrimmaged them last year. The day before COVID, they, they, they basically suspended the season, and – Believe it or not, to say that a uh, 
a scrimmage, a preseason scrimmage, he kind of looked at me and said, hey, you think this is going to be what's going to happen? I said, I think we're going to be off for a while. He said, well, you know what that means? This is the state championship. I go, amen, let's go. And uh, it had that kind of intensity to it. It was great. So, but it is, I mean, from a rivalry standpoint, it's like every night we know it's it's pretty cool to be a Madison Warhawk because we know that we're going to get everybody's best effort. Yeah, definitely. So in your free time when you're not coaching baseball, which it sounds like that might not be a lot of time, what are some of your favorite things to do around town? Oh, wow. You know what? Um, lots of good stuff. You know, I do spend a lot of time around baseball, but uh, I was also, you know, for years, I, I, I co- you know, I was a football coach as well. And for two years, I actually kind of, uh, 2012, 2013, I, um, was the associate head coach of Madison football because they had struggled a little bit the year or two before that. And our principal called me and just said, you know, we want to get this right. But so we, we, we football, I love watching the kids play. I love watching all our athletic teams play. It's kind of hard now. I can't watch basketball because they're not letting fans in. So, but uh, I love going to some of our, you know, <laughs> I love uh, anybody knows me. You're going to eat well if you hang out with me. And uh, <laughs> so I love, going to Pazzo Pomodoro in Vienna. We've just got so many cool restaurants. Uh, Pazzo uh, is, is a great Italian place. Foster's Grill. Uh, obviously the VNN. What Marty does uh, with the, Marty owns the VNN, Marty Volk and the pizza places. What that guy does for kids in Vienna. I mean, he's a, he's one of our big sponsors. We've got so many people. You know, we raise $40,000 a year for baseball. We work hard at because you can't travel if you don't. So, you know, Marty... It's just a vital part and what he does with the VNN. But the VNN is an establishment. I mean, it's like, you know, anywhere you are in the country, people, if they go, oh, you're from Vienna, you know where Vienna, have you ever been to VNN? So, um, you know what, we, we, uh, we, we'll go in there. And like I said, I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's just some really cool restaurants and, and business owners from those restaurants that give back to the community, not just Marty. But uh, it's, you know, so, you know, what else? I mean, that's you know, we just love to hang out. We love to, uh, you know what, we love to talk and, and, uh, you know, you tell some stories and and reminisce a little bit, but you know, there's still a lot to be done, but, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love travel. I own a baseball Academy MVP baseball school. And, uh, we started in 2013. I think this is really cool. We started what's called MVP international and we, we now send teams, uh, all over the world to play not just baseball but all sports uh we've sent softball baseball lacrosse um you know you name it and so we're, we've been going to europe to play latin america we had t- uh, in 2019 before covid we sent a team to japan we sent a team to australia to represent the united states so that started here right here in vienna virginia locally and uh with two of my former players are partners and uh with me and we've got a staff of uh, over 20 people now so covid uh has kind of slowed down the travel business but uh but i gotta tell you you know uh it'll be back and you know we've been working hard to grow it so we've actually got eight different territories throughout the country now so you know it, it all kind of started right here in the hub in vienna which we're really excited about. So, like I said, those are the things I enjoy. I enjoy people. Uh, you know, I love working with kids. I love the camps. I love the camp aspect. I think I like practice and training as much as I, every bit as much or more than I like the game part of it because uh, just watching kids go out of success is such a huge deal. 
I've definitely heard a lot about the Vienna Inn, and I've, I've actually been there a long time ago. My grandparents lived in Vienna for a long time. My mom grew up there. She actually went to James Madison High School, so I, I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, but it's probably been 15 years since my grandparents moved out of Vienna, so I was probably, I don't know, eight years old at the time that I went there. So I don't really remember the Vienna Inn, but I know I've been there, and I've definitely heard a lot about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Abrahams owned it for years, and Marty uh, bought it from them. And like I said, I've been good friends with him. David Volk is his real name. We call him Marty, but uh, that's a whole other story. But you know what? He uh, took over in the uh, in the late '90s, there, 2000, and uh, and from Philip, who was the, you know the, um, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Abraham. Obviously, Philip was running it, and he moved on and uh, just wanted to go do something different. So he opened a bed and breakfast in Connecticut. But since Marty's taking it on, you know, I missed a beat and, you know, they've got a tent out in the parking lot with COVID. Now they've, they're looking at ways, you know, some people would say it was, it's a dive bar, but uh, not us, you know, to, to us, it's, uh, you know, we, we kid around, we call it town hall, you know, we're, we're having a town hall meeting and uh, sometimes we'll go in after a big game. I'll tell the players, Hey guys, we got a town hall meeting night. You guys got to, you know, because the kids will go in there and eat chili dogs after the games, and you know, sure, anything fancy in there, but it's it's you know, it's ours and uh, it's our place. And you know, in 2002, they had a huge fire; it almost burnt down. And uh, you know, it just it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, Marty, it, you know, we have a little tradition that you know, if we get to the conference championship, we uh, he, he he's been so generous that he takes our seniors and our coaches out the night before the uh, conference championship game. We'll go to a high-end steakhouse or something and just to kind of get, you know, relax a little bit and prepare for the game. And so after the fire, Marty, you know, we the kids wanted to do something. You know, we had the jersey hanging in there. It was in July, I think. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, Marty, our players are down there helping to move stuff out, get stuff out of the coolers. And, you know, and they had the, they, somehow they had the end back up and running in like two weeks. So anyway, it's a, uh, it's a special place. It's special to all our players and all our families. And then again, we've got great families, great parents. And, you know, anybody that's ever been to Vienna knows about the VNN. And uh, I think it's, like I said, it's a, it's a fixture in our town. And, and part of that's because, of what Marty does for it and gives back and what the Abrahams did long before that. There's, let's just say if those walls could talk, there's been some, there's been some pretty fun nights in there. Yeah. I think I'll definitely have to make my way up there once, once COVID dies down and able to travel around again, I'd definitely like to come up there and spend an evening at the Vienna Inn. Coach, well, thank you. Let me know. I'll join you. I'll take you in there. You'll be my <laughs> guest. So. All right. Sounds good. We'd love to have you. And you know, uh, you know, like I said, uh, just uh it's funny because some high-end business meetings go on at the end it's for a little you know little bar in the middle of town you know so there's a lot of stories that have gone through there you know uh uh over the years you know whether it be this you know uh the cia or you know meetings in there or you know uh people go for lunch from off-site buildings and their businesses you'll go you go in there on a weekday you see people in certain tie. it's pretty funny so but it's a special place for sure well, Coach, thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed learning about your program at James Madison and about the town of Vienna, and I wish you best of luck in this upcoming season, whatever it looks like. Well, Matt, I appreciate it. We're going to be starting April 12th, and 
we're condi- we'll be conditioned today. We've been working at it since September, and again, we, you know, we've got you know, we always have 50, 60 guys that work their tails off, and they want to be a part of it and try to make the team. You wish you could keep them all, but um, you know what? We're very fortunate. We, we're looking to have a great spring. They pushed us back. We normally start in February. We're going to start April twelfth this year, but uh, who cares? As long as we're playing baseball, and uh, we look forward to, to putting our best uh, best foot forward and, and having a great season and seeing if we can do something special. So, anyway, but thank you for taking the time, Matt. This has been great, and uh, you got me talking about my favorite topic, the town of Vienna. So, uh, well, I should say my two favorite, baseball and the town of Vienna. So, there you go. Thanks to Coach Jorman for joining me on the podcast. Now, as he said, if you want a good meal or just a good time in Vienna, you've got to check out the Vienna Inn. But if you're more in the mood for a local craft beer, where do you go? Our next guests are from Caboose Brewing Company, a local brewery founded in 2015, providing residents of Vienna with good craft beer and a good gathering space. Joining me on today's episode of the podcast is Courtney and Derek from Caboose Brewing based in Vienna, Virginia. Thank you guys for joining me. How are you guys doing today? Good, thanks. Thanks for having us. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I actually had one of your beers pretty recently, the Vienna Virginia Lager, and I, I really oh, liked it, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Great. Yeah, that's one of our flagships. Yeah, I, I love the I love Vienna Lager style beers, so when I saw that you guys had one, I had to try it, and I just love, it's so perfect, the Vienna Lager and you guys being from the city of Vienna. I love I love that. It's really cool. Thanks. So, how did you guys get started with the brewery? Um, so, Caboose is actually founded uh, by two local families, um, and they saw a need for a local brewery in the town of Vienna. Um, at the time, the only thing that was there was Whole Foods, and Whole Foods isn't necessarily the vibe that most people want when they're going out on a Friday night. Um, so, they both... they. Two families got together, and then they opened Caboose Brewing and Tavern in Vienna in May 2015. And then they opened up Caboose Commons in the Mosaic District in September of 2018. So you said before Caboose opened, there wasn't really much. In the, you said the Whole Foods was there. There wasn't really much else. Uh, what is the beer scene like in Vienna now? Um. It's changed a little bit in the last couple of years, Derek. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's still not like a ton of like breweries all up there popping around, but there is a bunch of restaurants that are carrying a lot more craft beers and a much broader beer selection. And I think the beer scene in Vienna as a whole is kind of evolving to where, you know, it's not just like wine as a pinky out drink. You can have beer as a pinky out drink. You feel a little bit more fancy with the bubblies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so you said the Vienna Lager is one of your um, one of your flagships. What are some of the other flagship beers that you guys have? So the other flagships we got are uh, our Fog IPA, which is a New England style IPA, uh, very citrusy, like pineapple flavors and all that. A very juicy, hazy beer. We also have the Wasser Pilsner, which is a Bohemian style Pilsner, very easy drinking light beer, something you can like sip on for a good amount of time you know on the beach during the summer and not feel too heavy and then same with the citrus session on that it's a american session pale ale and it is it's got a bright citrusy note to it as a you know as in the name and that's from the citra hops but since it's a session it's one of those that you can have multiple of and just feel you know pretty well golden 
Sounds like you have a, a pretty good selection of the flagships. Do you have any um, any special seasonals? What are the, the rotating kind of beers that you guys have? The special seasonals that we go through is we have a hobo vanilla stout, which is this really, really creamy, nice, dark chocolate, roasty notes with very balanced out with Madagascar vanilla. So it, it sits in here really heavy, but in a good way. Um, and we just, and that beer is the beer that we use to kind of like jumpstart our barrel aging program. And that's really taken off. Um, and that, but that one's more volatile in what we do with it. We barrel age a ton of different things. We've uh, tequila barrel aged beers. We've rum barrel aged. We made a tiramisu stout that we have out that tastes like you blended up the dessert and put some carbonation in it and called it a day, but in a really good way. The sour yeah, the sour series. We really, um, Matt Furda, our head brewer, um, really like just went to town on sours. We have a Blackberry Goes that is a really, really uh, popular beer for us. Um, and then from there, we've just we've done a Cold Train, which is another rotating one that has strawberry and guava, and it's a kettle sour base. Um, so yeah, mainly like a lot of the ones that we switch around between is the Hobo Stout, and then we always have our going twos of sours uh, when winter hit, uh, when the summer hits and then the Bivinitos uh, Mexican lager which is like a probably not the right way to put it with that it's a really fancy high-end kind of like corona sounds like you guys have a, a really good selection I'm not really into the sour beers my fiance loves them so if we ever make our way up there she'll have to try one of those but those barrel age series sound really interesting because I've seen a lot of you know, you see bourbon barrel-aged beers everywhere, but rum and tequila barrel-aged, I've never seen any of those. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I feel like the go-to safe thing is a lot of people just do the bourbon barrel-aged with a stout and, you know, just chalk it up to, like, they did something fancy. But we really try to push the envelope there. And we've done... Uh, cocktail series. Yeah, we have our cocktail series. And that one, that one's the, the tiramisu, the... No, uh, the, no, the mojito. The mojito that we did in the tequila and then we did the painkiller. And then the painkiller, which was done in the rum. And just taking cocktail-inspired inspirations to make those beers. Yeah, it sounds like a, a really diverse selection. Uh, so I don't know if either of you could, uh, if you're able to say this, but what are your each of your personal favorite beers that you guys have? Um, my personal favorites are um, probably the Cold Train and the Blackberry Goza. Um, the painkiller, I no I normally don't, um, drink IPAs, so that one was kind of interesting to taste the flavors of the painkiller mixed with the beer itself. Um, so, yeah. my, the lighter beers, yeah. Yeah, my, my go-to is definitely the Blackberry Goes. It's one of those beautifully tart, uh, fruity beers that still has a nice beer base to it, so, you know, it doesn't feel like you're drinking fruit juice like some places will do. And um, our IPAs are uh, New England style, a lot of them. We do do West Coast and that too. But a nice, like, juicy, hazy IPA that has wonderful bitter notes to it at the end there with uh, the fog. And then we have one right now called Shenandoah Haze that is just spot on. Like, I probably drink at least one of those a day. It's just so, so tasty. So you guys have two locations, the one in Vienna and the Caboose Commons. What should people expect when they come to visit either of your locations? What is the atmosphere like? What is the what is the vibe like at your guys' breweries? 
So with Vienna, it's a lot smaller than Common, so it's got a little bit more of an intimate vibe. Um, we get a lot of bikers off of the WNOD trail, um, and then we, we also have families, and that, that's kind of an older crowd, um, and then Commons is a bit younger, um, and we get a lot of people that work from here during the day. Uh, we have a big beer garden, and actually during COVID, we opened up our parking lot to be a secondary beer garden, so we kind of have two things going at one time, which is nice so that people can spread around, but... Um, yeah, and with the, the Commons vibe, we open up at 7 a.m. and we, you know, we serve beer at 7 a.m. as well. Like if you're really feeling froggy, or we get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of people who uh, work the midnight shift that'll come in for essentially their, you know, final beer of the day before they pass out. But then we also offer a full coffee selection. We uh, get all of our coffee from a local roastery down in Winchester, and we have ten different varieties of coffee from single origins to blends we have our own branded uh, uh blend of coffee which is the blend of ethiopia guji in mexico and we take great pride in making sure that our coffee is up to par to the standards that we hold our beer to and making sure that everything goes out as flawless as possible and we don't want to be like another starbucks just offering some kind of sludge in a cup like we want to offer really high quality drinks yeah that sounds like a really cool uh really cool idea you guys have going with the commons so when you guys aren't working at the breweries or drinking at the breweries, what are some of your favorite things to do around town in your free time? So uh, in Vienna, there's a, a local bookstore, and it's hard not to, well, COVID's kind of put a damper on that, but it's hard not to enjoy a beer and sit you know, at your local bookstore and browse the books and read a book and all that, and that's always been my go-to spot. COVID's put a damper on it a little bit. They can't have anyone sitting around. Obviously, the location's not big enough. But on Church Street there and Mill Street, there's so many fun little shops and restaurants and little boutique places you can go from wine to crystals and anything you're wanting. And it can just make a really fun Sunday. Courtney, do you have any favorite things to do around town or favorite activities, sites to see for people that would be visiting? Um, I, I second what Derek says. They have a lot of cool um, restaurants that I frequent, many of them. Um, so, I mean, most most of my time is spent eating when I'm not here. So, <laughs> I've heard a lot about the Vienna Inn. I've heard that's a very popular uh, place, just a, a good local, kind of a dive bar, but just a really classic local place in town. Oh, no, the Vienna Inn is spectacular like if you want a good dive chili dog and a nice beer and to feel just like everyone's welcome like you're on cheers or something that's the place to be yeah i personally have never been so <laughs> wow I, that's kind of surprising i i talked to uh, mark jorman the head coach of baseball at, at james madison high school and he was he was raving about it, it made, made it sound like uh, everyone within a 30 mile radius shows up there but um i heard that your some of your neighbors at the tavern in Vienna are baseball related businesses like a, a gym and a, a place to work out for for baseball practice yeah How, yeah so we have a baseball is it's called pitcher's edge i think they're mainly baseball and then a new softball um business just came into colby fast pitch i'm being told so um we are definitely familiar with the baseball crowd and 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 they're, when the parents are sitting outside waiting for their kids, sometimes they'll cop in and, and grab a beer or a snack while they're there. 
while they wait for the kids. So that's that's nice to see. Yeah. So just from being around those two businesses and just being in town, how big would you say the baseball culture is in Vienna? Um, I personally don't I'd really say, know. I'd say it's uh, pretty healthy. Like, um, it's hard not to go into like a local business and not see some kind of baseball memorabilia or bobblehead or someone not talking about it. Like it's pretty, pretty life and functioning as far as sports go. I'd see it a lot more than, um, like football or anything like that. There's a lot of sports in Vienna. A lot of a lot of the local kids and families are all part of team sports. So we get a lot more than just baseball. But I think mostly baseball. So obviously everything is crazy right now with COVID still going on and it's affecting uh, small businesses in numerous ways. What are some of the, the policies in your guys' tap room right now if visitors come in? What should they know about visiting either of your breweries right now? Uh, definitely wear a mask. That's the one thing that we've kind of struggled with 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 people uh, knowing how to follow the rules, uh, essentially. But I mean, if people aren't used to going out, then that kind of isn't a second nature type thing right now. Um, but right now, we can't have more than ten people in a group um, per the governor's orders. Yeah, but. we try to we strive uh, to our best to sanitize like all our railing, all of our tables, the moment someone gets up, um, we, you know, do clean hand, dirty hands. We make sure to go above and beyond, uh, even what is recommended by the government and the CDC in order to ensure the highest regard of safety for our guests and our staff. We want to ensure that we can keep some realm of, uh, normality in this very, uh, problematic time that we're in at the same time. It, you know, it, behooves everyone to you know meet all local businesses halfway like there's only so much every local business and every small business can do and uh, giving your support to all the businesses around is much needed in this time but at the same time you know you don't want to put yourself or anyone who has to be at work in order to provide for you know family and all that at risk because you don't want to adhere to the guidelines uh, laid out by the government and cdc like we just need to all work together and be extremely careful. And there's only so much the businesses can do. It kind of falls on both parties. And luckily we've had a large, large, probably like a 95% of all of our customers are very adherent to all the guidelines, very accommodating, very understanding of everything. It's just, you know, all it takes is one. For sure. For sure. It sounds like you guys are pretty on top of things. For people that want to find out more about your brewery, where can they find out about you guys? You have social media, a website, where can they go? Yeah, we actually just uh, redid our website, so they can visit us at caboosebrewing.com, or they can follow us on social media. Um, we have three different accounts right now uh, for Caboose Commons, Caboose Brewing, and Caboose Tavern, so they can get all their updates on those. All right, well, Courtney, Derek, thank you so much for joining me. Whenever covid dies down and goes away i'll have to make my way up there and try a vienna lager on draft or maybe one of those barrel aged beers they sound really interesting so i look forward to making my way up there when i'm able to and thanks again for your time i appreciate it yeah absolutely let us know when you're in town thanks to derek and courtney of caboose brewing for joining me on today's episode of the podcast and telling us a little bit about caboose brewing i hope you all enjoyed our guest today and learned a little bit about vienna and what there is to do in the area 
I hope that whenever you visit, you'll either check out the Vienna Inn or Caboose Brewing and not just be excited to eat at Glory Days Grill like I was when I was a kid and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I know whenever I visit Vienna again, I will be checking out Caboose Brewing, getting a Vienna lager on draft, and getting a hot dog from the Vienna Inn. Thank you all for listening to today's episode, and I hope you'll tune in next week as we continue our journey across the Commonwealth.